Mahakov Hashem, we are learning Bavakama Daf Nun. We left off on Daf Nun, Amidalev, six lines from the top of the Amid, quickly reviewing what we learned until now. In Parshas Mishpatim, Perek Chav Aleph, Pasik Lamed Gimel, the Torah begins teaching us the din of the Mazik in the called Boir, and the Torah begins by saying, V'chiyiftach Ish Boir, meaning if a man will uncover a pit, or if a man is going to dig a pit, and he won't cover it, and the nafal sham So it says in Pasek Lamedalid, Bal Haboir Yishalim, Kesev Yoshiv Libaalov, Vahameis Yieloi. So we learned yesterday the Gemara quote of the Brisa, in which we have a machlokes Rabbi Yishmol and Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi explained their machlokes as following: We have a boyer b'rishus harabim. One digs a pit right away in the public domain, creating a hazard. And then there is another scenario of one digging a boyer in his own domain. But after he dug it, he gave away, he was mafkir, his rishus, allowing the public to walk all the way up to the lip of his boyer. So Rabbah said the following, that when one digs a boyer in the rishus harabim, both Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Kiva hold that the digger of the pit or the one that uncovered the pit is going to be chayiv. Where is there a machlaikis in the case of one digging a bird in one's own rishus hayachid? And then the person was mafkir his rishus. It is over here that only Rabbi, that, that Rabbi Kiva holds that you are also chayiv. Rabbi Yishmael is the one that says that being that you dug it when you are allowed to dig it. Even though you are mafkir, your shoes, as we learned yesterday, that Rashi inside on Daf Memtes Ahmed Beis, the person can claim, I only was mafkir my shoes to benefit the public, giving the public more space to walk, but I was never mafkir the shoes that it should be to my detriment, that it should be something that works against me, I was not mafkated enough that if someone get da- got damaged in that bird, I should be obligated to pay. For that, I was not mafkated. And he's stuck and not chayiv to pay. That's the way Rabbah understood their machlekes. In other words, by the bird, by the everyone holds your chayiv. The machlekes is bird, by the Rabbi Kiva says chayiv, and Rabbi Shmuel says pater. Now, by the way, we keep on speaking about a person who dug the pit in his Rishus Hayachid, who was mafkir his Rishus, but he kept the boyd for himself. He was only mafkir the area around the boyd. What were to happen if after the person dug the pit in the Rishus Hayachid, the person wasn't only mafkir the Rishus, the person was mafkir the Rishus and the boyd. Here we have a machloikist Rishayim. Rashi holds, and we're going to just quote Shitas Rashi, that in a case where you mafkir both your Rishus and your boyd, Everyone holds that now it becomes like a bird with a shus And everyone is going to hold, even Rabbi Yishmael, according to Rabbah, that you're going to be chayiv to pay for the damages. All of that is Rabbah's interpretation of the machlekes, Rabbi Yishmael and Abakim. Now again, Dafnun, six lines from the top, and here the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, that bird hayachid, kula alma loy where do they all agree on? Not like Rabbi said in Rishus Arabim, but Dafka they agree on a Berber Rishus Hayachid. And my Tamon, why is that? Because since Pasuk Lamed Dalid, as we explained yesterday, begins with the words, Baal Habar Yishalim, which literally means the owner of the bird. 
So the trade is telling you that when there is an ownership to the boy, then the, then the owner has to pay. Which means, Clearly, Pasek Lamadal is speaking about the case. First of all, you dug it in your own Rishos. And again, when you were mafkir, you were only mafkir the Rishos. But you still own the boy. Where do they argue? And according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Shmuel is the one that expands the level of Chiyuf. Rabbi Shmuel is the one that does not limit the Chiyuf. He holds And why is that? As we learned yesterday, but here according to Rabbi Shmuel, since Pasuk Lamed Gimel begins, if one uncovers and if one digs, and the question is, if the Torah is telling you that for just uncovering you're going to be chayiv, wouldn't I know automatically that for digging and upit you'll be chayiv? The Torah didn't have to mention it. Ella, the reason why the Torah mentioned something that was not needed is to teach you a din, that it's not about owning the pit, it's simply about creating the hazard. Which that would include digging a pit with You don't own the Rishosarabim, but you created the hazard. Rabbi Kiva is the one that limits it. And he says that you cannot learn that you're chayiv even for an ownerless pit from the fact that the trader seemingly repeated the case in an unnecessary way because it was necessary. The trader needed to mention both uncovering and digging. Because the ikas of Rachmanaki Yiftach, the trader only would have mentioned that if you uncover a pit, Havamin, I would have thought that that when you uncover the pit, don't forget the trader adds in Pasek Lamed Gimel the words, which means that if you would have covered it, then you would not be liable. So I would have thought, do you know when covering is enough? If I didn't dig it, if I uncovered it, and then I recovered it, so so to say, I undid the damage, the potential damage that I made, that's why I am off the hook. But I would have thought, that if I dig a new pit, that if I only cover it, so what? Before, there was no pit. Now you have a covered pit. Anyone can untake the cover, and someone can get damaged. And one might have thought that I would only be off the hook at the time until I fill it up. So that's why the trader needed to tell me that even if I dig a pit, if I cover it, I'm not going to be chayiv. The ikhas of Rachmanaki if the trader only would have taught me the case of digging, I would have thought, that if I dig a pit, I have to cover it. Why is that? Because I made an original, I made a new obstacle. So I have to cover it. But one might have thought, if I only uncover a pit, since the Ovid Misa, I did not make an original action. One would have argued, maybe I don't have to cover it at all. If I uncover a pit and someone falls there, only the original digger is chayiv. So therefore the trader needed to tell me, so nothing there can be learned regarding a barbarishosarabi. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yosef, according to Rabbi Akiva, if I dig a bit Sarabim, imagine a Barbirushosarabim, I'm gonna be completely potter. Wow. The Khiv is only when you own the pit. I again If Rabbi Shmuel is the one that expands the Khiv of Boyd, even in the Rishosarabim, when he used the words in the Braises, 
those words seem to be limiting the case. Like only this is what the Torah is talking about. Explains the Gemara like we learned yesterday in Rabbam that Zeu Boir Shapasach Bayakos of Tchilul in That just like we learned yesterday, Zeu Boir going on Pasach Lamedalit, here Rabbi Shmuel means that the Torah wasn't only speaking about a Baal Haboir because Pasach Lamed Gimel is not in the same Pasach. And the whole Pasach Lamed Gimel is to add the case of even a Boir Sarabim. So, Nachamo. So, according to Rabbah, Everyone agrees that you're chayv. The machlek is Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva is a Boer B'rishu Sayachet. Over there, Rabbi Shmuel is the lenient one. Only Rabbi Kiva says that even B'rishu Sayachet, you're going to be chayv. And according to Rabbi Yosef, it's the opposite. Boer B'rishu Sayachet, and then you're mafkir D'rishu around the Boer. That is where everyone agrees you're chayv. What is the machlek is Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva, whether you are chayv also for a Boer B'rishu Sarabim. Don't forget, you are not the owner. Let's also understand that normally Grama bin Izakin is Pater, Pater Medina Yadam. So it, it, there is a logic to say, yeah, I take a shouldn't have dug a pit for the Shusarabim. No one is saying that's a good thing. But not I own it. Not I am directly involved in the Hezek. Don't forget, when I dig it now, no one fell in right now. It's something that happened later, according to Rabbi Yosef, according to Rabbi Akiva, you will be exempt. Now, just to read inside Rashi, that Rashi now says, aha. Now when we go back to the Mishnah that we learned yesterday, our Mishnah gave both cases of Boyd. So we must say like this, that according to Rabbah, that our Mishnah who said Yerchai both Anushu Sarabim and Anushu Sayachid, the Tana of our Mishnah is Rabbi Kiva. That is Mechaiv on both. And according to Rabbi Yosef, he's going to have to learn that the Tana of our Mishnah is Rabbi Yishmael. But the Gemara doesn't have to bring up our Mishnah to ask against either one, because you can interpret the Mishnah again, according to Rabbah. The Mishnah is going to go according to Rabbi Kiva. According to Rabbi Yosef, the Mishnah goes according to Rabbi Yishmael. Let's go on the Gemara. The third line from the wide lines. So now the Gemara is going to ask a question from Abraisa against Rabbi Yosef. It says in Abraisa, So when you dug the pit initially, and as we spoke in the Mishnah, the main Key, the criterion of whether the boy is B'rishu Sarabim or B'rishu Sayachid has only to do where the opening is. And we'll see here, Taka, that a person should really not dig holes under the B'rishu Sarabim. As we'll see later through this B'raisa. But the key is always, The opening is in the private domain. The opening of the pit. So it's considered the boy B'rishu Sayachid. And again, the Havamina will always be, whenever we speak about a Boer B'rishu Sayachid, it normally would also mean that after you dug it, you were masked the area around it. Because don't forget, if I dig a pit in my private domain, and it still remains my private domain, and someone, a trespasser, walks into my private domain and falls in the pit, I'm not going to be chayif. I'm going to tell that person, who asked you to walk into my domain? That was the whole previous sugya. It means that after I dug it, B'rishu Sayachid, I was masked the B'rishu and, even though a person shouldn't have dug under the Rishus Arabim, nevertheless, nevertheless, the thing is that Potter. Okay, now who will that be according to? So, like this, Chavran. If we're going to hold like Rabba, according to Rabba, according to Rabbi Yishmael, you're Potter. So, this is going to be Rabbi Yishmael. The problem will be from here, 
against Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef is the one that said that a bird that your mafkir later, everyone holds your chayiv. So this will be the question from the Braisa. Who will be the Tana that says the Reisha? But before we go straight to the question, we're going to read the whole Braisa. So that's the Reisha of the Braisa. Berberushusayachid. Then we're going to have the middle of the Braisa. A new case. If a person digs a pit or a ditch or a vault, and we're going to learn in Mirza Shaman Ahmed Bey's the difference between each one. But generally, I dug a hole in the ground, but I dug it berushusayachid. I, I dug it in an angle. So the hole itself is under my private domain, but the key is, it's open to the Rishos Rabim, here Chayiv. Now again, Chayiv, according to Rabba, it's, good, it's everyone. Everyone holds the Rishos Rabim, Chayiv. According to Rabbi Yosef, that's a Machlaikis. But at least in the Rishos Rabim, according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Shmuel holds your Chayiv even the Rishos Rabim. So it works, Rabbi Shmuel. Now the third case, which we'll call the Seifa, HaChayfer, Boyrois, if a person is digging a pit in their own private domain, but they are building it mamish adjacent to the public domain, but here we're giving a unique case, when people are building a foundation to a home, it was common that people used to build their homes all the way up to the boundary of their property. When you build a building, the foundation normally is wider than the building itself. It's about the deeper, it's also wider. Being that Chachamim wanted people to build, so they made a special hetin that when you are building your home and you have to build a foundation, there, even though you're going in just during the building phase, because after you build, you're not allowed to go into the Rishosarabim. But while you're building, you're building the hole in the Rishosarabim, they let you off the hook, meaning even if someone fell in there, you're going to be putter. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda says that even if you're building Lu'ushin, and Taka Chazal want you to build, and they want to make your life, they want to make your life easier, but you have, to, you have to put some sort of signage, you have to make a boundary, so that Rabbim should know that there's an obstacle there. either a of or or no, you can't go into the public domain. You have to actually go away for Tvachim, you have on the side of Gears of four Amers, that's the Gears of the Marshal. End of Rice. So Bekitzer says the Gemara, one second, let's go into the Sefer. Taima, the reason why the Tanakam and the Sefer says your Pater is only because you're building Lushen a foundation. Which implies, Halav, Lushen, you're going to be Chayiv. Now this boy is Birishu Sarabim. Hamani, who is the author of this Braisa? Bishlaim el Who holds that boy, Birishu Sarabim, everyone holds your Chayiv. Right? Which works with the Sefer. So Reisha is going to be Rabbi Shmuel, because the Reisha says that if you had the opening in the Rishus Hayachid, I'm sorry, the Reisha is speaking about a case where you had the opening with Rishus Hayachid, and then the Mishnah says your Potter, that's going to only go according to Rabbi Shmuel, that says Rishus Hayachid your Potter, and the Sefer that says that your Chayiv will go according to Rabbi Kiva. What Sefer are we referring to? No, that if you build it adjacent to the Rishos Rabim, ah, the Sefer from which we infer that only Lo'ushin Yepater. But if you would be building for yourself, you would be Chayiv. And we understand that you would be Chayiv even 
if you don't go into the Rishos Anabim, even if you're building a foundation up to your, the edge of your property. You understand? So people have the right to walk right near it, but then they fall into it. That is like a Barbi Rishos because people have Rishos after you are mafkated to walk all the way up to your Barbi. And if it's not Lush and you're Chayev, that goes to Rabbi Akiva. According to Rabbi Yosef, this Shlom is Seifah. That Rabbi Yosef says that Barbi Rishos everyone holds your Chayev. So the Seifah that says your Chayev for Barbi Rishos you only have a head in Lushin, is Divrei HaKoyl. But like we spoke out, El of the Braisa, that says that if you build a bird, and then you're mafked it, I'm sorry, if you build a bird, and the, the opening is, no, 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 and according to Rabbi Yosef, everyone holds you're going to be Chayiv. Why did the Mishnah say that you're Pater? Loi Rabbi Yishmol, Loi Rabbi Akiva. Answers the Gemara. Amalach Rabbi Yosef. I'll tell you. Kulam divrei hakol he. We're speaking the middle, not the middle place. We says the first and the last, but the reisha that says that you are exempt. It cannot be that you are mafkir, your rishus, because according to Rabbi Yosef, Barber rishus ayachid. Everyone says you're chayiv. The Reisha of this Brisa says, your potter. The Reisha must be speaking about that you would not mafkir anything, not your Rishus and not your Bayr. So the question is, what's the Chiddush of the Reisha? If I, again, if I build a Bayr, and someone walks into my property and they fall in there, of course I'm potter. The Chiddush of the Reisha is, is that even though I built a Bayr on an angle, and the pit itself is under the Rishus Arabim, and the Brisa says that a person should not do that. So when the person fell in there, exactly where did he fall in? He fell into the Rishos Arabim. So that is the Chiddush of the Brais. Since the opening is in the Rishos Ayachid, I can always tell the trespasser, why did you enter my property? So we would also prefer that even according to Rabba, that Reisha Seifa is two different Tanoim, which is never the ideal, Mide Reisha Rabbi Yishmol. According to Rabbah, and Rabbi Yishmol is the one that says you are potted. So according to Rabbah, the Reish is Rabbi Yishmol. You are mafkir, your boy, still your potter. Now, one second. The reason that the digger is potted is because he's building foundations. But if you wouldn't have building foundations, then you would have been chayev. And again, we are learning... The Sefer, speaking about a case that you build your foundation, not into the Rishos Arabim, but up until the Rishos Arabim. That's why we understood the Sefer as a case of Berber Rishos Ayachit. But people have the right to walk near it. So says Rav Ashi, this is the way we spoke it out when we learned the Braisa, that the person who built the foundation didn't only build the foundation up to his property, he went into the Rishos Arabim. That's why. You're chayef, or you're only putted if you build it Lushan. So the hole is in Rishos Arabim. Now, Rishos Arabim, you're going to be chayef. And you're only putter because you built it Lushan. According to Rab, Fashtest, good. Now that's a huge machlekes, how to understand the price. In other words, there's really a machlekes, Amoyroim, whether a person who is building a home, and during the building phase, you are going into the Rishos Arabim, I, will you be exempt if someone falls into it? How far do we extend the heter of the Lushan? 
According to Ravashi, we are saying that the Tanakhama holds that even in such a case where you went into the Rishos Aradim, during the building phase, you'll be potter. Imagine. That's a huge chapter. Right. Meisvei, another kashe. We learned from Abraisa. If a person digs a pit in the Rishos And here is the key. And the opening is the Rishos That's a bird. We say chayiv. Again. According to Rabba, who holds Bari Bereshosarabim, everyone holds Chayef. This statement goes according to everyone. According to Rabbi Yosef, that holds that the Machlekes is by a Bari Bereshosarabim, Rabbi Kiva holds your potter. This has to be Rabbi Shmuel. Then, Bereshosayachid, Hasmuchal Bereshosarabim. If you build it in the Bereshosayachid, but you build it all the way up to the Bereshosarabim, here you're going to be potter. And the, we are equating this case as a Bari Bereshosayachid. Because people have the right to walk all the way near it, but the bird belongs to you. And here, what does the Baraisa say? Potter. Again, you have a kasha against Rabbi Yosef. According to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Kiva holds your chayiv. So this will be Rabbi Kiva. According to Rabbi Yosef, everyone holds Rabbi Yosef as chayiv. So who's the author of the Mishnah? So Mishnah, I'm Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Because according to him, everyone says Chayiv, who is going to say Pater, Amalach. So again, he'll answer that the reason why this Brisa says that if you build all the way up to the Rishosarabim, you Pater, that's only referring to a case, that you are building because you want to make a foundation. To build your house, and Chachamim were lenient when you build a foundation, and therefore everyone is going to hold that even in such a case, you are a Baal Habar, you're going to be Potter. We learned in Abraisa that Chafar, if a person digs a pit and Upasach, and he left it uncovered, not that he uncovered it, because he dug it, he dug it and he left it uncovered. And he gave that pit over to the public. We're speaking about a scenario where the public needs more public water cisterns. So a person for a tzedakah for, dug the hole and gave it to the public. Now obviously if the public did not want that pit or if they did not want it there, then you cannot claim I dug a pit and I gave it away to the community. I'm off the hook. But when you did something that is taka of service and then... Someone fell into it, the digger is potter, because they fell into it after you gave it away to the public. There's a big discussion amongst the Rishonim, exactly how do you give something to the public? You make a kingin, you make a declaration, in front of whom? Bechulei. But when you did it the way you need to do it. However, Chafar, if a person dug a pit, upasach, and he left it uncovered, with the kavana to give it to the public. But but he didn't yet give it over, and someone fell in the pit. Here you're going to be chayev. There was a tzaddik ayid, who was, his name was Nechunya, and that was his tzedakah. He used to dig pits in order to give it to the city when they needed it. So exactly, you don't you don't dig it in the middle of the La Cienega Boulevard. But you, in those days, today you have faucets everywhere. They used to be on the sides of the Rishos Arabim. You used to you built it in the Rishos Arabim. 
Rashi says, Rashi would say, I'm reading Rashi Moisel Rabim, the Omar Lebene Iroi Haboyra Zeshechofarti, Sarech Lechem Lishtais Megishamim, Hamaskansim Sham. You tell a person that this is the pit that will gather rainwaters, and that's something that you guys need, and I'm giving it over to you. Today would be if a person who has, let's say, a plumbing company does public service of cleaning out uh, pipes that got stuffed up. Uh, the only thing is that today everything is covered. Today, Baruch Hashem, we have laws that don't allow people to leave hazards in the Rishosarabim. But they used to have it very often. You know, they didn't have water. So the, and if, the, if an individual didn't do it, then ideally a city would have to do it. They would build water cisterns that were certain areas that people or animals who were thirsty would have what to drink. So he used to make sure that when he dug it, he right away gave it over to the public. When the Chachamim heard about this, they said, that that person killed, fulfilled this halacha of understanding that it's not just your intent, but you have to give it over for you not to be liable. So the Gemara says, he only kept this halacha, halacha Ella just changed the wordings, Af He was a tzaddik. He was also knowledgeable in the laws of Nezakin. And when he did a public service, he did it in a way that it, it was in the, the boundaries of halachim. The moment the rabbim accepted it, the rabbim is responsible to make sure that it doesn't remain a hazard. However, they covered it then. In a way that you cover it, but people should still be able to uncover it. Now, we learned in Abrais. It's interesting that before we called him Nechunya, here we're only calling him the chunya, the, the, the ditch digger. Maybe it's the same, maybe it's not. But anyways, his daughter, she fell into a large ditch, a ditch that he dug. And she fell into the ditch when it was filled with water. And for some reason, people there were unable to get her out. And as Yidin do, they went to a tzaddik to ask a tzaddik to daven on their behalf. So the tzaddik then was Hanina ben Doisa. They went to him to daven for her. He right away told him not to worry, she's okay. Shnia, another hour passed, or another period of time passed, and she didn't appear yet. Amalahem Shalom, he says, no, she's okay. Shlishes, by the third hour, Amalahem also, that Hanina ben Doisa told the people, don't worry, she's already out. Mikan, that when a person falls into water, they can only survive there for however you define the Sha'ah for a certain period of time. More than that, they're going to drown. He was so certain she won't drown that when they came after the third Sha'ah, he said, by now for sure she got out. And Taka, she, she came, she appeared. So Amrullah, the people asked her, Mi who took you out of the pit? Amrullahem, so she tells them that I want you to know while I was in there, Zachar that a male of the sheep came my way. Rashi says, Zachar that she actually saw the Isle of Yitzchak after the Akedah. And there was an elderly person leading that male of sheep, says Rashi, that was Avram Avinu. And somehow she doesn't describe what he did to her, but she saw Avram leading the Isle that was used in the place of Yitzchak, and Avram Avinu took her out of the pit. Oh, so they went to Hanina ben Daisa. And this is such a chassidish story, because by us we're very careful not to 
boast that, you know, that, that even a tzaddik, you know, don't suspect me of having Ruach HaKadosh, don't suspect me of having these Kaychas. So he, that's exactly what he said. Amrullah, so they asked him, are you a Navi? You were so certain that you will survive? And Takanes happened. Amrullah, so he responded, I'm not a Navi, I'm not worthy to be a, to be a Navi. Ben Navi doesn't mean the son of a Navi. It means someone who's royal in a This is what I said. Many say, not what I said to myself. This is how I davened. These are the words that I used when I davened for her. That that the mitzvah that her father distressed about, he worked upon, which is to dig ditches, to give to the community, is Yekoshul Boy Zarei. He told Hashem, is it fear? That in the ditch that he dug, his child should stumble, should drown? So you should know. So, so that's why he was certain that nothing will happen to her. So says the Gemara, you should know that even though Hitaka, the father, had a big schus, which should have prevented his children of being hurt through a ditch, through water, etc. His son did die from thirst. Now, dying from thirst is not dying in a ditch that he dug. But you see over here that as the Gemara is going to point out, that it, nothing is a guarantee. And if a person, God forbid, makes some sort of mistake, for every action there is a reaction from Hashem. Shenemar, as it says, Usvivov, that those who surround God is nisara ma'oid. The surroundings of Hashem are extremely turbulent. Now normally turbulent should be spelled with a samach. Here in the Pasuk and Tehillim it's spelled with a sin. Melameh, it's to teach you, so instead of reading it turbulent, you can read it as sa'ar, or as the Rebbe never said sa'ar, sha'ar. It refers to a hair. That Hashem is very particular with those who, are, who surround Him, with the tzaddikim who are near Him, even with the hair's breath. In other words, there was some sort of mistake that was made, and the consequence was, is that there was retribution from Hashem. Or we have on the side that Rabchanina says that this concept that Hashem is strict with those who are near Him to a higher standard, you know, that's the whole story we just read with Moshe Rabbeinu, that Dafka Moshe Rabbeinu, because of his closeness to Hashem, that whatever the feeling was with hitting the rock, that had a tremendous consequence, not a good consequence at that time for Moshe Rabbeinu. And where do we know that from? Another Pasuk and Tehillim. It says, Kael. That Hashem is dreaded in the great council of the holy. That Hashem is awesome over all who surround Him. So there's a certain awesomeness. Dafkan those who surround Him. Omar Abchanina continues Abchanina. And he says, Whoever says that Hashem is a vatran, meaning they want to say that God is merciful. So they say that God disregards sin. Hashem overlooks. So if a person says that, is Yivatru Chayav. That person's life should, God forbid, be disregarded. There's no such a thing as Hashem disregarding. Every action demands, has a consequence. And Fakert by Tzadikim, it appears even more severe. Shinevan, as it says, Hatsur, right, that the rock, Tamim Pa'oloi, perfect is his work. Kichal of Nishpat, for all of his paths, 
are justice. What's the meaning of the Pasik? Turn to the means slow to anger. And the question is that slow to anger, which normally means that when a wicked person does something not good, it takes a long time for there, for there to be a retribution. So Hashem is slow to anger. If that would be the only meaning of the Pasik, then Hashem should have written Erech Af. Af is in the singular. Slow to anger. Erech literally means Hashem is slow to faces. So he explains that there are two faces. There's a face of anger, and then there's a face of kindness. So not only is there a delay until a punishment happens for the Shayim, but there's also a delay for reward to happen to Tzadikim. Erech HaPayim L'Tzadikim L'Rishayim. And it's to the benefit of both. On so many different levels. If there would be an immediate reaction from Hashem, we would have a lot less freedom of choice. If a person makes a bad choice and they get punished right away. And if a person makes a good choice and they get rewarded right away, then the motivation to do good or not to do bad will, will be too obvious. Or as we have other, other approaches that since no one is perfect, and Rab of Anoira calls Savivov, so even a tzaddik has his failings, her failings, so they get some retribution in this world for them to be completely clean for the world to come. Now, what does that mean? It means that for them to see God smiling at them, it takes time. So you can be a tzaddik, you're doing all these good things, life is still very difficult. That's the meaning of Erech that even God's kind face is something that uh, takes a long time until you see it. You don't see God's face right away. If a person is clearing stones from his domain, that's called Yisakel. So natural, well today you have bins. Those days they had no garbage bins. So when you're clearing your property, it was common that people used to push some of the debris into the public domain. Now you're not allowed to do that. But here we have a story. Person was tackled clearing his stones, putting it in the public domain. So a chassid found the mesakel and he told him, Reka, you empty one. Why are you removing stones from a property that does not belong to you? He was taking it out of his property. And you're putting it in a property that does belong to you. He told him something that doesn't make sense. So Ligleg Olaf, he laughed at him. He says, are you kidding? I'm taking it out of a property that does belong to me, and I'm putting it out in the street. Now the truth is, it's the opposite. The public domain, everyone has the rights to be there. So even if a person, God forbid, loses everything, a person, God forbid, becomes homeless, you have the rights to the public domain. A private domain, people shouldn't be that certain. People have a home, Baruch Hashem, it's a bracha from Hashem. They can have it today, and God forbid they can lose it tomorrow. And that's exactly what happened. The day came that he needed to sell that piece of property. And then he was walking right on that And he tripped on the stones that he himself put many years before. Ah, so he says, Ah, now I get what the chassid told me. To remain humble and not to be secured. And on the other hand, when we have our blessings, to be grateful and to understand that it's not ours, but as it says in Pirkei Yavis, that everything is a loan from God. And God collects it when God seems fit. But while we have it, we should make good use of it. But not to be haughty or arrogant. Right there, says the Mishnah. 
These are the fundamental dinam again of boir. If a person digs a pit, and in there falls, Colossian Apostolic, a ox or a donkey, Chayiv. We are reiterating what we learned in the previous Mishnah to say the following that even though the Torah uses the word boir, and as always speak out of boir, is a small circular pit. It doesn't only refer to boir, and that is of significance as we'll see soon, but echad boir. Or a shiach in English means a ditch. A ditch is long and narrow. Or if you dig a ma'ara, a ma'ara is a vault. A vault is square and it has a roof. Or if you build chaditzin, chaditzin is like a ma'ara, it's square, but it's unroofed. Or ne'itzin, ne'itzin is some sort of ditch that is wider on the top and narrower on the bottom. All these types of holes in the ground, you're going to be chayiv. I, the Mishnah, and Cain, Lama, Nemar, Boyer. Why did Hashem use the word boyer? To tell you, ma boyer, just like a boyer, we're speaking about a standard pit, is a pit that they used to dig 10 tfachim deep. If it was dug less than 10 tfachim, they would not call it boyer. And that depth is of importance. Because Chazal understand, the example the Torah gives, is that an ox or a donkey fell in there and died. Now, of course, if they fall in there and get damaged, you have to pay for the damage. But the example the Torah gives is that they died. You know what pit is a pit that normally causes death to an animal? A tenth vachim deep pit. But if you dug a pit that's less than tenth vachim, and someone else's animal fell in there and the animal died, being that this is unusual, it's called an oinus. And you won't be chayiv. Which is asarat vachim, afkol. All of the other cases, like we said in the Mishnah, the shiach, the ma'ara, the chaditzin, the ne'itzin, shiyesh b'kidei lohamis. Which is asarat vachim. If it's not ten tefachim deep, and nevertheless the animal did die, then the digger, the uncoverer, will be potter. Because, again, we're going to learn it's an oinus. However, says the Mishnah, one second, that's only when it comes to death. But the imhuzak, if the animal got damaged, then you're going to be chayv, and as we'll see in the Gemara, this is a huge chiddush. Now, I know we spoke this out a while back, but we learned something that when people learn this in yeshiva for the first time, it takes a while for us to fully understand the opinion here of Rav. So it begins the Gemara Amarav. To understand better this is just to reiterate, that don't forget that causing someone to get damaged, causing someone else's property to get damaged, Grama bin Izakin is patin medinayad. Boy, it is very different from all the other mazikim. <clears throat> of course, an Adama mazik, I'm directly damaging. Even when my animal damages, after the Torah was machadish, that we view my animal as an extension of me, so when my shoyr damages your shoyr, or my shoyr kills your shoyr, it's like I did it. It's not called grama. I didn't cause it. I did it. Boy, it appears to be a grama. Because when I dug the pit, nothing happened. Later, someone fell into it. So the very fact that I'm chayiv, that alone is a chiddush. So we have to understand exactly why am I chayiv and when am I chayiv. <clears throat> so Amar Rav says, Rav, you should know, the boy for which the Torah says I'm chayiv to pay, is only lehevloi. Lehevloi means foul air or stagnant air. The Torah, according to Rav, considers the air, the foul air, 
that is in the depth of the pit, it is that that causes the animal not to be well, which leads to the animal's death, according to Rashi, leads to the damage of the animal. Normally you would think if an animal falls into the pit, say it breaks a leg. Why did it break a leg? Because it hit the ground. Raf says, for the hitting of the ground, you won't be chayef. You caused it, the ground was there before you. You uncovered the ground, you caused damage, so that you're not chayef. Avaloi lechavotai. Rav understands that the hevel, you it put there, because there was no hevel before. There was no hole before. So at least the hevel is ki'ilu yours. You dig that hole, right? Yes. Someone just takes a ladder and goes down to it. Very good, very good. We'll get to Very good. And the point is like this, that you would think, one second, Rav is saying, and Ashi speaks it out clearly, that if an animal falls into the pit and breaks a leg, I'm chayiv because of the hevel. Because if the animal wouldn't have breathed in, stagnant air, if it would have been gesund, then that's a good thing to remember. When we are very healthy, it's harder for us to get damaged. Of course, what broke the leg, you don't breathe in stagnant air and break your leg. But we view it that the hevel is what caused the damage, and bechlal not the chavata. The chavata you did not do directly, grama benizik and pater. So I'm saying, even if the animal didn't die, Rav understands that the animal got injured only because first it breathed in the hevel. For hevel you pay. Yes, of course you pay, you phrenetic. Fakert, the Mishnah says, even if the bird doesn't have ten tfachim, you're not chai for me, you're chai phrenetic. Alma, clearly Rav says, kusovar chavata karka oilamu damaskoli. That chavata, the clap, the bang, since it comes from the earth that was there before you dug the pit, it's not yours. Oh. Now let's not forget that we learned this already early on in the Masech, that even Rav Zmaida, if you dig a pit in your own Rishos HaYachid, like we learned in the previous sugya, and you were the area around it, and there the boy belongs to you, there Rav will understand that you're high for the Chavata, because it's not Karka Elam, it's your Karka. Your karka did the damage. Or we also learned earlier on in the Masechta, if you put Admai Sakino Yomasoi, if you put your things in the public domain, and you were masquerade, then remember that when someone fell on the rock, there it's not karka oilam. There it's yours, even though you were masquerade, because you put it there. Rav is, let's just limit this Chiddush that Rav understands that the Chiyuv of Boyd is only Lehevloi, that's when you dig a pit, let's also just remember one final thing, that according to Rabbi Yosef, but we are learning, the Mishnah says clearly that So either Larabal Kul Alma or Larab Yosef is only going to be, who holds that? Is only going to be Mechoyev according to Rabbi Yishmol. No, you didn't hear what I said. That even if an animal gets damaged, Rashi says that anim, the animal got damaged because it breathed in foul air. So the animal at that second felt not well. So because of that not good feeling, it led to its breaking of a bone. It fell in a bad way. Shmuel Amr Shmuel says, Shmuel is agreeing that bad ear also is part of what damages an animal. But it's not only the hevel, the way we would normally understand it. You dig a pit, you made a hazard, someone banged himself in the bottom of the pit, you're high for the bangles. Now, the in timer, if you're going to ask, Shmuel says, Who says Hevel? Shmuel is saying, Chavata makes sense. 
Because you dug the pit, you made the hole, you created the opening to the, to the, to the ground. Hevel, I would argue, Hevel is Garama bin Azakin. The foul ear only comes after you dug the pit. You didn't put the foul ear in there. So the Torah says, it says, the Gemara, Torah, he ida al haboyed, afilu mali sefugim shol semed, since the Torah that only writes the word boy stam. Is telling you that the Baal Habor Yishalem, even if the boy was padded in the bottom with the balls of wool, even there you're going to be chayiv according to Shmuel. So there also must be a chiyuv for the hevel. But what Shmuel is saying, because there there's no bang. If an animal falls in there and it suffocates and it dies, you're going to be chayiv with Shmuel. So according to Shmuel, it's both lehevloi and lechavatoi. My benayu asks the Gemara, what will be the difference? Bottom line is, whether the animal dies or the animal gets damaged, here's where Rashi says, So the Gemara gives one example, that the Avad goiva If you create a ramp in the public domain, that means the animal walked up on the ramp that you created and it fell down and it died, according to Rav, you're going to be potter. Because why did it die over there? Nothing to do with heaven. It only fell because it banged itself. It's take a grama, but the grama ben azakim pater. But according to Shmuel, you, that you're not only chayiv for lehevloi, it's also lechavatoi. Agoy ben amim chayiv. And look inside the second traces from the Amid. Says traces ikibenayu davad goyva hachinami. I'm reading traces because it's going to lead into the next piece of the Gemara. Have a matzil You can give another nafkemino. The nafal derech achayrov. What happens if an animal falls into the pit? But it falls in backwards, so the face, the nostrils, or the mouth of the animal is facing on, to the top of the void. It's not in the depths of the void. There's no hevel there. So if it falls in the void in a way where it's not breathing in foul air, so according to Shmuel, you'll be chayev if it gets damaged because lechavotoy. According to Rav, if we know there is no hevloi, then you're not going to be chayev. Even though you caused the animal. But again, it's Grama ben Azakim. Let's look inside the Gemara. My Tama the Rav. Because the Amar Krav and Nafal. The Nafal Shama Shoyre Chamoir. Normally when animals stumble in a pit because they did not see it. Think about the picture. An animal is walking. And the animal falls into a pit. It falls on head first. Because it's walking frontwards. Achayipol Derech Nafila. That's why we read the Toysus. Implying that if it falls in backwards. And therefore doesn't breathe in foul air. According to Rav Yobi Pater. The Torah says the words it fell. The Torah doesn't qualify how it fell. No matter how it fell, even even when there's no hevloi, you're going to be high for the damages or for the death because of chavotoi. Tanan says the Gemara, quoting a Mishnah, which will be a kasha terav in our Mishnah. Why did the Torah say bird? And we're quoting the Mishnah, Ma bird, Sheyesh Brekadei Lohamis, which is Asarat Tvachim, Af Koel, so too, any obstacle, Sheyesh Brekadei Lohamis, that can cause an animal to die, which is a depth of 10 Tvachim. So there you're going to be Chayiv. Asks the Gemara, Bishleim Elishmuel, Af Koel, the Af Koel Asuya Goiva. The Af Koel is including a case that the Mishnah did not mention. Don't forget the Mishnah clearly mentioned Boirois, Shichen, Umoirois, Charitzen, Neitzen. The Mishnah mentioned all that. So what's the Af coil? Normally it's, we're adding a case. The case is the case the Gemara gave. When you built a ramp, Elul and Av, by Rav, if you build a ramp, there'll be Potter because there's no Hevloi. Af coil, Asu So Rav says, one second, Af coil doesn't mean to include a case the Mishnah didn't mention. 
Afkoyal meant to include the cases that the Mishnah mentioned. La'asuya charitzin b'neitzin. Says the Gemara charitzin b'neitzin behed yaktani lohu. The Mishnah spoke about that. So what, says Rav? Tanei v'hadr mefarish. The Mishnah is explaining from where do we know that Yechayev. Now, the Gemara goes even better. Why did the Mishnah even have to mention all those cases? And actually, it's Ki'ilu, this is a proof to Rav. Because according to Shmuel, they are all the same. Shmuel holds that Yechayev, not only for the Havloi, but also for the Chavata, for the Bing, who cares if it's a round pit, if it's a circle, if it's a square, if it's roofed or not roofed. Fakert, according to Rav, that you only chai for the foul ear, each one has a chiddush over the over. Sricha, eat on a bird. If the Mishnah only would have mentioned bird, I mean, I would have thought bird. I saw who the Islay havla, that a bird, only a bird has foul ear, has stagnant ear. Why? Bishum, as we spoke out, the definition of a bird means round and circular. And the opening is not that big. The katin u kiricha, it's small and round. Which means it's difficult for fresh air to go down. So it has taka, foul air. Abel, you would have thought that Shiach, if you build a ditch which is long, it's taka narrow, but it's long, ah, maybe air, more air goes in there. Even if it's 10 tfachim deep, there isn't enough foul air to cause damage. If the Mishnah only would have mentioned Boyd and Shiach, a, a pit and a ditch. Again, because it's long, but it's narrow. The cotton. But if you have a square vault, ah, it's bigger, it's wider, it's square. The marba'a, it's squared. Even if it's ten tvachim deep, still, there's fresh air. And if there's fresh air, let Avi won't be chayiv. Why? Because a vault, as we said, is taka square, but it has a roof. Like we explained, chaditzin is a ma'ara without a roof. And it's large, square. And because it's not wider, more on the top than on the bottom. But ne'itzin, which is the name that we give to a hole in the ground that is wider on the top and narrower on the bottom, which means that in the top, from where you have fresh air, there's more entrance space. So I would think since the actually works, each one has a greater chiddish that we still consider the ear and the bottom foul. And if an animal falls head first, if it dies, it died because of the foul ear. And like, again, the Rashi spoke out. And even if it only breaks a leg, what caused it? What, what made the animal vulnerable? So a bang broke its leg. It's, it's breathing in the foul ear. When people are well, that's a good rule in life. People don't get sick. Even though you can't say that just because a person wasn't well, they got sick. There was a virus or there was a bacteria. But if a person would have been well, that wouldn't have gotten that person. Very good. Says the Gemara. Tanan we learned. Hoyu pechusin ma'asara tfachim. If the excavations were less than ten tfachim, the nafalotech eshoyach amar v'meis, and an animal fell in there and the animal died, then the digger spotted. Again, because like we spoke out in the Mishnah, because since animals normally don't die if it's less than ten tfachim, because the hevel is not bad enough to allow death to happen. So it's called an oinus and your pater. 
But if damage happened, your chayiv continues the Mishnah. Why are you potter? My It's because the habamina to make sense between dying and injury. Lachora has to do with how quick did you fall? How big was the ditch? What should make the difference of ten or less than ten? Does that not prove Shmuel is right? Has to do with the bang. If you got banged very hard, you die. If you got banged weak, you shouldn't die. It's an anus. So the Gemara says, no. Loi, mishum delays bei havla. The reason why if the ditch is less than 10 tfachim deep, you're not chayiv from Isa because the foul ear is not that foul. Why are you chayiv even for damage? So they explained that there are different levels of foul ear. There's foul and fouler, even worse. And different levels of stagnant ear normally cause different levels of hezek. That in havla that if you have a nine tefach ditch, the foul ear is not bad enough to cause death, but the yesh havla but it's bad enough to make the animal a little bit ill, making it vulnerable for it to get damaged. Says the Gemara the following: Hahu taidam. There was an ox, the nafala arisa the daloi, that fell into a irrigation ditch. Irrigation ditches bizman chazal were six tfachim deep, so it was not. Um, ten tvachim. And let's quickly speak out. We'll learn that when we have the din that if an animal is treifa, even if you made a shechitek sheira, you can't eat an animal. One of the causes of treifa is what's called risuk evarim. Risuk evarim means that if the limbs of the animal got shattered, what causes the shattering of limbs? An animal falling, an afula. Now the din is like this. If an animal falls, if the animal cannot stand up after the fall, then we assume the animal got uh, is treif. That the internal damage, the animal won't live for 12 months. And if you shecht it right away, you can't eat it. It's treif. However, if you wait for 24 hours and the animal didn't die, that proved that there wasn't risuke varim. Or, the Gemara says in Cholin, if after, even if it or, the moment the animal stands up, if it gets up, it doesn't say walk, if it stands up, after it fell, even if you didn't wait for 24 hours, that's also a raya that there was not risuke varim. Here, the owner didn't know these denim. The animal fell into the ditch. He was worried that the animal is going to die. Ut, ut. Once the animal dies, it's nevela. So shachte he right away shachted it. So then what happens? Tarfei Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says the animal is treif. That's the classical case of nefula, that we suspect there was risuke varim. Not the animal stood up, nor did he wait for 24 hours. So Amar Rav Nachman said that Rav Nachman ishakel mari the high trader. Kaba the kimcham. We don't even do that. It's, it's a, that's it because you don't know where to check at. Sometimes you'll miss it. So now, if he, Rav Nachman says like, what a pity the yid didn't go learn trader. Now, now going to learn trader then was not like today. Today, thank God, you can learn trader wherever you are, from your from with technology. But then to learn trader, you needed to go to a yeshiva. Just the travel costed money. So Rav Nachman says if he would have spent the value of one kav of flour, and and he would have gone to learn in the yeshiva, so Itaka would have spent money for the ticket, for the train ticket, for the airplane ticket, but he would have known the dinim, that if he would have waited 24 hours, even without the animal getting up, then the animal after Yeshechet would have been kosher. And he wouldn't have lost, that's worth many kavim. Like what a pity. Like ultimately, not learning Torah even leads 
to financial laws, which might be the excuse that some people give to begin with, I can't learn, I don't want to lose money. Al-Mu'ah says the Gemara that the Yesh Chavat of Abachaz Masar. But one second, here you see clearly that Rab Nachman holds that an animal can get injured to become Trefa. And the, the point is, is that if an animal only gets injured, doesn't die, it doesn't become Trefa. Why does it become Trefa? Because it got hurt so bad that it will die. Oh, so that's a problem. The problem is, from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah seems to imply clearly that an animal will not die if it falls into a ditch less than 10. Now, Rav, who asked the question, clearly holds like Shmuel. Shmuel holds that you're also a chayev for boyer, for getting a clap. So according to his understanding, it's about how deep was the ditch, how strong was the chavata. And our Mishnah is telling you that a chavata less than 10 cannot cause death. Answers the Gemara Loi. Rav Nachman doesn't hold like Shmuel. Rav Nachman holds like Rav. That you are only chayev for havla. Mishum delays bei havla. The reason why you need to have 10, and if it's less than 10, if the animal dies, you're an oinus, you're off the hook, is because the foul ear is not foul enough. Ayachi again, why if Huzak Baychayev? So the answer is, So again he answered, Amalei, ain't Hevel Lemisa, V'yesh Hevel Lenizakin. Very good, Mr. Hashem, to be continued. In other words, the Gemara answers that Rav Nachman is saying that when it comes to the Chiyov of Boir, over there the cause is Havla, like Rav. And if the bird doesn't have ten tvachim, then there is no havla enough to cause death. However, when it comes to the laws of trefes, over there, the chavata, even of less than ten, can cause the animal to become treif. Which is why Rav Nachman Paskin, that the animal is treif. But again, our Mishnah doesn't contradict him because he holds like Rav, that understands that when it comes to the chiyuv of bird, dear, the havla is the cause of having to pay, and not the chavata emirz Hashem to be continued.